0: Hello, 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 Power Kids, and welcome to the special Shy tag edition of the Power Kid Podcast. I had the honor this year of being able to interview and capture audio from the show live and in person and deliver that experience to you today. The show was a tremendous success. In my opinion, no show does a better job of celebrating the industry and bringing together great toy companies and the customers that we serve the opportunities abound at Tag, from Inventors Conferences to Innovator Awards to the Public Toy and Game Fair. Today, I kick off this episode with short interviews with the Taggy winners. These awards were presented at the Taggy Gala event. With almost 500 in attendance, we had a great time celebrating innovation in the industry. You'll hear from Ryan Kratz, Toy Innovator of the Year. Kane Klinko, Game Innovator of the Year, Ertus Salinskis Rising Star of the Year, Ellie Scala, Young Inventor of the Year, and Christian Castro, Innovative Arts and Visuals of the Year. Thank you for joining us, and enjoy the show. I'm here with Ryan Kratz, who just received a fantastic award, Toy Innovator of the Year. Ryan, congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, it's, it's an honor, and it's, it's a a great
0: surprise! So the the Imagine X DC Super Friends transforming Batmobile—it's been all over the television this Christmas season. How are you hoping kids are affected by your product? How do you want to see them play with it? Uh, what do you want from the, the kids out there? Um, that's a great question. Well, I mean, the brand is Imagine X. Absolutely.
1: It, you know, it's it the, the name itself—you know—spurs imagination. So it's just, yeah, it'd be great to have kids. You know, spur their imagination, let their you know uh, creativity run wild, and and kind of use this as a vehicle to to play out you know whatever kind of fantasies or, or, or stories they have in their head. That's it, and it's this
0: magical Batmobile that opens up, rises to the sky. It's just a phenomenal invention. How long did it take you to develop that mechanism? Oh, um, you see things take me. Between a week and two weeks, but it
1: th- there's a there's a cycle of, of development that goes way beyond just the initial uh, first model. Sure. And 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 then when Fisher Price kind of took it and ran with it, they put their own flavor and and their own creativity on it. And they did a fantastic job. It's got the coolest try me I've, I've ever seen. Absolutely. And, and I really had nothing to do with that, so I really got to thank Fisher Price and uh, for their input and and their their vision and seeing the the.
0: the the genesis of the idea and carry it through to a wonderful product. And how it could be featured in the store. Fantastic, Ryan. Thank you for sharing a few moments. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Kane Klinko, Game Innovator of the Year, congratulations on your award. Thank you very much. Tell me about your games. Pandemic, Rapid Response, Cosmic Factory, Dead Men, Tale No Tales, The Kraken. These are complex games placed with multiple manufacturers how do you come up with these complex games what's your system I wish I had one It'd <laughs> make it a lot easier um, I
2: just I love games and I am constantly thinking about new ideas everything can spark a new idea mm-hmm. uh, a theme uh, a game uh, mechanic playing with dice anything can trigger a new idea mm-hmm. and sometimes I just run with them if they seem like they're good perfect where do you start
0: yeah. cutting cardboard cards, uh, dice?
2: Yeah. I try it. I do actually a lot of it in my head before I start anything. Fascinating. Um, so I'll do a lot of playtesting in my head trying to to break the game. Right. Um, once I'm confident that there's something there, then yeah. I'll start um, making some cards, some dice. Very simple, just to test out the basic ideas. You
0: say break the game. You're talking about the balance and the right. fun
2: of the gameplay. Right. I'll have ideas and I think they're great and then I'll think about them and I'm like, well that won't work because of X, Y, and Z. So then I need to try and figure out how to get around that, and then I'll find new problems.
0: So. Amazing. How much physical playtesting do you usually do?
2: Uh, I don't keep track of time, sure. but dozens, hundreds of plays. Um, by the time they're done, uh, for sure hundreds. Um, yeah, You know, a year,
0: two, working on one game. I Fantastic. usually have a
2: few of them going there at one time. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, what an accomplishment. Congratulations, Kane. Thank you for taking some time with us. Yeah, thank you. I'm here with Ertus Salinskis, who just won Rising Star Innovator of the Year. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, wonderful work this year uh, with two games, Planet with Blue-Orange and Pegasus with Brain Games. Yep. Tell me about the origin of both of those games.
3: Um, well, yeah, Planet is a strategy game and it came out as an idea of how to make a 2D uh, boards, like worlds, into 3D space and that's kind of uh, started from there and uh, came into this 3D disco ball where you glue the magnets. So that came in from 2D into space. And that was the original inspiration. And then animals came to a planet because we need some life in there, right? <laughs> and um, with Pigasus, it was an intention to create a game that develops sort of like um, reaction and uh, sort of concentration for kids. So then we, together with a few other inventors, we did it uh, and uh, uh, well my friends helped me do that but uh, yeah what makes these games special to receive this award tonight uh you mean the games the Uh, games themselves yeah um i think the intention behind it you know so like um yeah uh, there are so many special games so i can't say like you know for me (laughs) they're special because i've got to work on them but uh uh, thank you, thank you. But uh, yeah, I think we're special in uh, that the planet has kind of opened the three D space for the uh, strategic games, and Pegasus is a very clever reaction game, which is sort of it's deep enough to explore it uh, right. over couple, like more plays than wonderful. Few.
0: What, what words of wisdom do you have for other rising stars in the toy industry?
3: Uh, just from my experience, just follow the heart and uh, you know if you see the doors opening that means you have to be there and trust the industry and the people are really helpful and just ask you know ask for feedback ask for uh you know recommendations and maybe do some of these uh, you know changes to the game so right. so uh, i would say just uh, don't stop <laughs> don't stop yeah. great yeah. words of wisdom yeah. thank you for spending some time with thank us you congratulations
0: on the award thank you Ellie Scala, Young Inventor of the Year, congratulations. Your game, Galactic Quest, was picked up by Goliath Games and is on shelves right now in Target. Congratulations. Thank you so much. How did all this happen? Where did it start?
4: Okay, so the year before I entered the competition, um, my brother entered, and it really inspired me to do it the next year when I was in fifth grade. So I entered with my game, Galactic Quest, and I won the Most Marketable Concept Award, and my game was picked up by um, Goliath, and eventually Target decided to buy into the game And we did a lot of playtesting and calls with Goliath to develop the game. And eventually it was on store shelves.
0: Wonderful. What was it like to work with Goliath to have them help you develop the game? Uh, Was it a partnership? What was it like?
4: It was really great because they really listened to everything I said. And they were trying to make the game into my idea. They were asking for my feedback. And if you look to the um, prototype to the finished product, they're like really similar. You can tell... That they were really trying to stick with the concepts. Keep
0: it your game. That's so encouraging to hear. So good. Who is the best player in your family? Who's the champion at Galactic Quest in your family?
4: I think my brother is the best at the game because he's just the best at strategy board games in general. (laughs) And it makes me mad that he's better than me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've got a trophy to forevermore rub in his face, right? (laughs) Congratulations, Ellie. Thank Thank you you for spending some time with us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Christian Castro, Innovative Art and Visuals of the Year. Congratulations on your award. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's, uh, I'm still taking it all in, so I Absolutely. don't think it's hit me just yet. <laughs> Tell us about this project, New Phone, Who Dis, mm-hmm. for What Do You mean? Yes. What made this project special, different? Why are you here with an award tonight?
5: Uh, well, funny enough, this whole concept of a game started off with uh, my colleague, Isabel Steckel, who works on content at What Do You Mean, and the partner of What Do You Mean, Ben Kaplan, we were all sitting down and kind of thinking of a concept of a text message-themed game. Um, It was really Isabel's concept to begin with. And then she texted me a kind of a funny card that she had an idea for. And then when I was looking at the text messages. I just took a screenshot of it, and I said, I think this is the card design right <laughs> off the bat, and then we kind of just took it from there, right. and then from there, of course, we said, let's take it a step further, make the packaging kind of look like a cell phone, make the instructions look like a text message conversation, and then it kind of just grew organically from there. Once it came out, um, consumers, people who were buying the game just kind of photographed it, and like shared it on the internet themselves. So it kind of promoted itself after a while. A, so it's like a
0: physical card game. Physical card game. That
5: really tries to pull people away from their phones, yeah. but it's based
0: on a phone.
5: Yeah, it's, it's almost ironic. We, we try to get people off their phones. We always say in the office, like, phone, phones down, cards up. And right. then we come up with this game that kind of contradicts that to a certain extent. Like, right. it's a game that makes you take uh, like, put down your phone, yet it is about cell phones. Absolutely. And that kind of, that's, I guess, the, the contrast in that
0: is what the. What's
5: really the beauty in it, I think. Yeah. What were the
0: challenges of of, of this game from a visual standpoint? Yeah. What, what did you have to think about it? What other iterations maybe did you go yeah. through of what this game would look like ultimately? Honestly,
5: like, we had so many... I think we overthought it mm-hmm. too much, especially when it came to the design. Like, should we have, like, this really unique, catchy logo? Should it be super colorful so it pops on shelves? And then we're like, no, I think it should just be as recognizable. Like, the packaging itself looks kind of minimalist it's like the, a cell phone text conversation but it took me like weeks and weeks of <laughs> trial and error to actually come up with something that was like ex- exclusively like recognizable in and of itself without like being too obvious like android or iphone reminiscent of that so keep yeah. it simple stupid keep it, right simple. yes Kiss <laughs> <Yes>. always <laughs> worked in design school works now
0: in the professional industry that's it well congratulations on your award thanks uh, for thank taking you the very time much
5: yeah appreciate it
0: phil thanks Congratulations also to the Lego Marvel Team for Innovative Marketing Team of the Year and Exploding Kittens for Innovative Retailer of the Year. They weren't available for interview, but congratulations to those teams as well. One of my most treasured experiences from the show was the chance to meet Ivan Moscovich. Ivan is one of the most prolific inventors in the industry with 111 licensed puzzles, toys and games and 69 published books. He was the founder and director of the Tel Aviv Science Museum, which has been the inspiration for most children's museums around the world. Ivan is a five-time concentration camp survivor, and it was an absolute honor to spend some time with him. A great introduction video was played during the Taggy Awards, so I'll play that for you now with my interview to follow. Enjoy.
5: At the age of 17, Ivan Moscovich was sent to Auschwitz by the Nazis, along with his grandparents and mother. Now, when an English officer found him in a nearby work camp, doctors thought he'd never survive.
6: Now, at the age of nearly 90, Ivan is an internationally acclaimed designer of games, puzzles and educational aids. My grandmother, grandfather, mother and myself were taken to Auschwitz. My grandmother and grandfather was immediately taken to the crematoria, but my mother and myself survived.
7: If I had to describe Ivan, it would be resilient, regal, playful, and mischievous. I don't think you can create the puzzles he's created without being a bit mischievous. This mirror puzzle of Ivan, I would have never thought of it. It's a completely different approach and uh, it really is a great invention because it opened up some kind of subconscious uh, door in my mind, as many of Ivan's inventions have.
1: Ivan once said to me that everything is a result of serendipity, and
6: I so believe that's true. So many coincidences happened in my life, you know, that if somebody asks me explain them, I can't because coincidences are chance, pure chance. As I've said to many people who don't quite understand what it's like to work with Ivan,
8: imagine you're a recording star and Paul McCartney comes up to you and says, let's do an album together. It's everything you've ever dreamed of.
7: He's had such an incredible career with such challenges and difficulties in his life and his accomplishments of creating the Exploratorium idea, the science museums, all the incredible games and puzzles that he created and also the many uh, books that he's published. It's just just incredible what he's achieved. Maybe that's three words, incredible what he's achieved. No, I guess that's four words, but close enough.
6: The three words are creative, creative, and creative. There's no one like him. He has impacted so many lives in such a
1: positive way that it's truly a delight to call him my friend.
7: It's an honor to uh, give Ivan this recognition.
8: Congratulations, Ivan, on your TAGI award. We're very proud of you here at Educational Insights. To you and Anita, muzzle on this amazing achievement. I love you to bits, and I'm really proud to have you
0: as friends. Hello, 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 Power Kids. I'm here with Ivan Moscovich. very, very honored to meet you. Uh, you are receiving the Lifetime Achievement Honorary Award tonight at the Taggies. What an honor and an honor to speak to you.
6: It's unbelievable what is happening here for me to grasp.
0: I've spent 20 years in the industry, which is almost a quarter of the amount of time that you've spent in the industry.
6: Yeah, you, yeah, you made me right. <laughs>
0: Tell me about your early days in toy invention and and in the toy industry. As I understand it, it involves Ruth Handler. Is that
6: correct? Very much so. I was in Israel and at that time I was setting up a science museum over there, which I was spending my time nearly 100%. And one day an usher of my museum came in that there are two nice Americans who would like to speak to you because we mentioned to them that our director invents games. And at that time I am ashamed to tell I was very busy with a temporary (laughs) exhibition which I was preparing and I told to the usher look, tell them that the director is very busy maybe you Can you make it the next time? And after a while, Ruth bumped into my office. (laughs) You know, no such way to handle her. And then, because I didn't even hear when she introduced themselves, Elliot and Ruth Handler. Yes, And I really also behaved like wanting to get rid of them by (laughs) trying just to show some puzzles, you know. And I did that. And at the end, she said, Ivan, we don't want really to take your time anymore. But would you be ready to come over to show these puzzles to our boys at home? And I said, yes. The yes was the nearest thing which I thought I will get rid of (laughs) there. And this
0: museum that you talk about, this was one of the first of its kind that you were involved in founding this this idea of a hands-on children's museum.
6: You are right. you started it in Israel. You are well informed. (laughs) Yes. My my science museum was very modest, but it was really... first museum which was really hands-on science museum and i i'm proud of it because a short time later i met frank oppenheimer with whom i hit off enormously well and he actually took the idea of the hands-on science museum establishing the San Francisco Museum, which is today probably the most famous science museum. Wonderful. The Exploratorium over there.
0: That's right. You have been involved in thousands of brain games, brain teasers, math games. What fascinates you about those kind of
6: games and activities? Look, I love creativity and I believe that creativity is one of the most important human Threats, Yes, which can be. And in ne- next month, a series on creativity of mine will be published in English. So if you give me your card, I will send it to you.
0: Uh, I would be happy to receive that. Thank yeah. you so much for the time. Congratulations on the award. Final question. Has there ever been a brain teaser that you couldn't solve?
6: Of course. <laughs>
0: And humble on top of it. Ivan, thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Thank
6: you very much. It was a pleasure to meet you.
0: Now, if you've paid attention to toy industry, social media at all, you probably saw the phenomenal work of Robert Victor and the Kite and Rocket team. They built the largest kid powered rocket ever and allowed the guests at the toy and game fair to come pump it up and play all day. I got to spend a few moments with Robert and ask him about his amazing creation. I also got to sit down with my friend James Zahn who was attending with his daughters dressed as Anna and Elsa and chat about the state of the industry and the impact of the Shy Tag Show. I'm standing here with Robert Victor in front of his amazing creation. Did you hear that pop? That was the biggest kid-powered Rocket ever created. Robert, amazing, amazing, really, really great. We're
9: we're really excited that that it's uh, working so well. Uh, we did our, honestly, we did our first real test of it about two days ago, so we really went down to the to the last minute we were testing. We didn't do this the most responsibly, the most responsible process here, but it's working. Yeah, so,
0: and it's uh, been working for hours now. Yes, it has. Which and is it, longer than any stomp rocket I've ever, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, we're only, we're
9: about halfway through the day and we have to go through all of tomorrow also. So all of we tomorrow. We have a, a, two industrial hot glue guns uh, on, on call. We're doing uh, rocket surgery every third shot or so, but it's, it's going
0: well. That's going very off. good. Yeah. So what you've got is a, is a very heavy contraption. Four people can jump, can pressurize the jet. Yes. Tell me about the construction and the challenges in building this. Well,
9: the, the, the initial the initial concept uh, that we came up with about a year ago in, in, the, in, in the kitchen of Mary Cousin, who is the creator of Shy uh, tag we, we were just kind of sitting around as a big group brainstorming last year after last show. We wanted to do something that would utilize. If you can see the space here, it's a big, giant, cavernous uh, hall here with um, like 50-foot ceilings. We wanted we wanted to do something that would make use of this space above us. You know, everybody uses the floor space, but there's like 90% of the space above us that we're not using. So we thought, what could we do that could kind of occupy that space? So we had some ideas, and a lot of them were shot down by the um, organizers. But the one that they did actually approve of was this idea of a giant. At the time, we were calling it a giant stomp rocket. Of course, that's a trade tra- tra- trademark name, so yes. we can't actually call it that. But right, but right. that was the, that was the inspiration. It was a, it was a stomp rocket where it's kid powered and it's very efficient. And it goes really high and it's really a big wow factor. Yes. Um, so we thought, what if we scale it up? Scale that up, and if, of course uh, you can't power it quite the same way because you need a giant foot to stomp on a giant rocket. So what we arrived at was. Um, uh, these four little... No, no, they're not little. They're basically like giant bathroom scales with uh, bicycle pumps hidden inside of them. Okay. And uh, as you can see, four kids can jump at once. We have a team of four, team of four kids. We give them about a minute and a half, and, and they, they they pressurize a reservoir as opposed to a, a stomp rocket, which uses one big burst, okay. and, a, and, a, and a bellows. This is a reservoir, and... You can see we have our two uh, two lab lab assistants there watching the gauge as they're getting close to 35 psi, which we determined was optimal optimal trajectory for this this uh, uh, height. Not Perfect. a lot of
0: not a lot of height here, believe it or not. Right. And but, your um, rockets? How long are those rockets?
9: These rockets are uh, eight feet long, and wow. uh, we chose that length specifically because um, a few years ago Hasbro had a, a wonderful product called the Monster Rocket, which was seven feet high so, that's right yes. yeah and uh, that was that was technically kid powered so in order to get the the the, the, the title of the largest kid powered rocket we had to beat them <laughs> by a little bit of course we're much larger in diameter too they're about eight inches in diameter we're, we're 12 so volume wise we're about two and a half times larger but right. technically people think about height in terms of uh size so uh, what is your farthest flight today well, today, we're getting about 75 feet. Uh, now, it's an interesting question, though. The, the, the launcher itself is air-powered, uh, as you probably uh, uh, figured out. Uh, the launcher itself is, is rated for 100 psi. Uh, we've pressure tested it to 100 psi. We've only fired the rocket so far at 50 psi, so half power. Right. And if you guys know anything about air pressure, you know that air pressure is not its not—it's not linear. It's exponential. So there's more than twice as much energy in twice the pressure. So, But anyway... Uh, at, at half pressure, we were getting 180 feet, 180. Wow. So, um, you know, if we were to go up to full pressure, 100 psi, it would it would probably exit the building, which, you know, we don't have space for that. Right, but right. Before, before, we leave, before we leave Chicago, we're, we're actually from New York City. We drove this cross-country two days ago in a van, but um, before we leave the Chicago, we would like to do a shot, probably outside, at full 100 psi. Uh,
0: and we'll see what it does. We Fantastic. Don't know. Yeah. No, so good. And you do a significant amount of work with Hasbro and their Nerf brand. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we work very
9: closely with the Nerf engineering team. Uh, that's that's a, unique, uh, a, a unique group inside Hasbro. Um, I would say it's probably fair to say that the Nerf team, the Nerf brand has the most capable uh, engineers in in-house of any other brand so we actually collaborate with them um, to we supplement their their work but we are not part of Hasbro we are, we're, we're not even contractually bound to hasbro we just we're just work we work with them because we like them so um, it's it's almost a it's almost like a voluntary exclusive agreement that we have with Hasbro uh, we just do and also we just like blasters we like nerf and you know Hasbro is the biggest name in blasters right now uh, there's a lot of other competition competitors who are doing some great work, but, you know, Hasbro is kind of the, the place to be as far as we're concerned. So, um, and as you can see, one of these, uh, two of these rockets are Nerf branded today. That's because right. Because Hasbro yep. is, or, or Nerf is a sponsor. They have actually sponsored us this year. Uh, they came in um, right at the last minute, just in time for us to to make two Nerf rockets. We were, they were going to be all shytag tag rockets, Chicago Toy and Game Fair rockets, but we got uh, just in time from, from, from the Nerf team to, to get two rockets uh, Nerf branded. And we just lost a nose cone, all right? <laughs> Get the glue gun ready. Yep, the glue gun is ready. <laughs> so, yeah, this is really exciting. We hope to have uh, even more uh, even more Nerf um, involvement next year because this is, you know, a giant foam rocket. How could they not be involved? Fantastic. Yeah.
0: Well, Kite and Rocket, my listeners are going to want to know more about you. I'd love to have you on a full episode. That would be awesome. But for today, thank you for coming. Thank you for this amazing exhibit my and your pleasure. work. It's fantastic, and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Great. Got some time to catch up with James Zahn here at Chi-Tag. James, how are you? Doing good. As always, uh, hanging out here,
8: walking around with my girls this time. That's right, you got, this, your, you got yeah. your daughters with you. Yeah, this is an interesting time because uh, Chi-Tag, a lot of people might not know unless they come to the show already, is that this is the largest consumer-facing trade show or uh, toy show in the country where, uh, you know, these toy makers that we work with on a daily basis actually get to show their new products to families as they're coming by. And in a lot of ways, it's an unofficial holiday kickoff for the Midwestern market.
0: That's it. It's a great place for families to get together, to come play with the products, but also for the manufacturers to watch that happen and to, to really pay attention to how those kids are playing, what they like, maybe what they don't like. And uh, and they can tweak some things. It's a, it's a little bit of a massive play test, right? Absolutely. And
8: again, we see so much stuff from the, the behind the scenes or That's we right. see it at the, the closed door trade shows and we know what's coming out. And we have our own gauges but the kids are the ultimate test. That's a- and as we're sitting here too, it's like the, the folks from Educational Insights are showing off their their tactile ranges, <laughs> uh, you know, within 15, 20 feet of us. Right. And there's dozens of kids playing with the play foam and the pluffle and they're going hands on with it. And this is material that if if you see it on the shelf at a target or something, it might look cool, but until you actually get to feel it and see how it moves and it reacts and see how your kids are reacting to it,
0: you don't understand it necessarily. Tactile is alive and well yes. as a trend. And Lee's yes. doing a great job over here taking care of these 100%. kids. 100%.
8: Yeah. And, you know, they're just one player in a constantly expanding market where you've got these products that, uh, you know, sometimes I don't know how they how they even keep changing it. And you've had <laughs> folks on the show that have talked about the different chemical compositions it's and the folks in China the the that, scientists are, behind yes, it. Yeah. that are trying to do it. But you've got slime and foam and... Foam, and then you've got the stuff that's like the does and the putties, and it's constantly evolving. So every show we go to, and these shows now are like three, four, six months apart, right? and we're still seeing new stuff Something every time. Something new
0: every time. That's so it. That's pretty it. Pretty incredible. So let's talk about some of the events that are happening here. Jack Pacific has this great Frozen 2 treasure hunt, scavenger hunt. Uh, the movie was just released last night. I know your yeah, daughters is, are excited. They're going, you're absolutely. going tonight, right? Yeah, so my
8: girls are actually decked out. My oldest is wearing a uh, Elsa dress as we speak, and my youngest is Anna. And they just got to meet Sven because Jack says, and it's kind of on everybody's hot toy list this year, including <laughs> ours, that's right, that's right. is they've got this rideable Sven that is an awesome. You know, 3D depiction of this character that kids love—they loved him in Frozen One. I'm sure he's going to be hilarious in Frozen Two. Uh, but yeah, Jax is out here. They've got the Sven on display. They've got their 18-inch. Right? I actually think they might be 14-inch dolls on display. Um, lots of cool stuff and they've got QR codes hidden around this joint so as you go through you can snap the Jax scavenger hunt and then at the end of the day you hopefully win some cool Frozen 2 swag from them great and, great experience and yeah. I gotta shout them out too because uh, anybody that follows kind of the inner workings of the industry Jax has been on a little bit of a roller coaster lately but there's some good news coming out of there they had a uh, nice batch of numbers come out of the third quarter. They're making progress. So that's always something we like to see is, uh, you know, we like to see our friends do good. So.
0: And early reviews of Frozen 2 seem to be positive.
8: And I At, was kind of waiting for that, right? Yeah, it, and you know, it's an interesting thing because um, uh, some years back, and it, it's hard to, well, it's 2013, so it's six years ago already. It's hard to think of the phenomenon that Frozen has become, that it's six years ago, but it feels like it just happened. But at the same time, it also feels longer ago, depending on which angle you're, you're looking at. And I was fairly embedded with the first Frozen movie because I did a little bit of work with Disney on the promotion for the in-home launch and the theatrical sing-along that came out. So I had the rare opportunity to go out there and I, I met with Jennifer Lee and you know, Peter Del Vecchio and all of them. And, when the first movie was in progress and i also got to see how the consumer products angle had become uh, such a phenomenon that they didn't have enough product right right um, and that was only six years ago and now there is not a person on this planet i don't think unless you're far remote <laughs> that doesn't know what frozen is that's right and these reviews on the new stuff it's saying, you know, people are saying it's better than the first one, right. which is quite a feat. And Disney continually challenges themselves, so um, I'm anxious to see the movie and the product that's coming out. Really looks great. The, it does. Uh, it does. You know, there's a different master licensee this time. Hasbro uh, took over the dolls. It was Mattel putting those out last time. Hasbro's really done a beautiful job with the sculpts on the faces packaging looks nice. I love some of the merchandising, like Target has uh, little Frozen boutiques when you walk in most of their stores, and that's on top of, they're also doing the expanded Disney store in like 25 Targets. So they're kind of firing on all cylinders, and uh, hopefully it's going to move the needle with the toy industry too here as we Finish out the
0: third or the fourth quarter now, and uh, conflicting reports on where we are numbers wise. James, a ton of ride ons that I'm seeing here. Ride ons trending up in the industry. We've got a great space over here for the kids to ride scooters. Ride ons of all kinds. What do you think about that? I was pretty excited when I came in here because Shytag
8: as a whole, and I've been I've been coming to this show off and on for about a decade now, and there has always been a space for ride ons at this show and it's not the same every year so i have seen i've seen razor here before berg has been here there has been a variety of companies radio flyer peg Perego. this year uh, they've got live here which was really cool i got really excited when i walked in because they're showing off two products that are in the Toy Insider Holiday Gift Guide. Right. They've got My Buddy Wheels, which are balance bikes. Balance bikes have been a big trend the last couple of years. Teach toddlers how to ride and balance on a bicycle without training wheels. They made an interesting, uh, they put an interesting spin on that by putting essentially a plush character around the frame of the bike. So they've got unicorns and horses and dragons that are legit uh, balance bikes for kids and are, and are teaching a new generation to ride bikes. So those are a lot of fun. And then they've also got uh, their neon scooter over there, which you take the classic scooter that every kid loves, you throw some awesome lighting effects into it. And uh, that is that is a really cool thing. And the great thing here at Shytag is they've got the space that kids can actually ride this stuff and give it a legitimate test without having like a 10 by 10 space they, they've probably got a 50 by 100 space over there that's where it. kids are getting a ride that's it
0: not only are kids able to participate in the play but one of my favorite moments here at the fair has been the young inventors challenge watching kids participate in the invention and creation of product unbridled creativity i mean these kids are coming up with with some amazing ideas they're on the right track they're thinking in the right way and the ability for some of us to get together as judges, talk to those kids, give them encouragement, it just really boosts us and really boosts the toy industry. It's the toy industry of the future, and I was excited to be a part of that. Is this the first time you've done that? This, this is the first year? time I've been a part of that, yes. So what are some of the cool items that you've seen that kids have made? L- lots of board games and lots of different ways to play board games. Uh, playing on, on different verticals, playing the pawns up, using cards or spinners, and they have to make those decisions. Some really fantastic prototypes using cardboard and, and tape and you know just common household items. But it's that inherent childhood creativity that really pushes that envelope, and, and pre- they can present something that's that's really workable. You know, a lot
8: of times there is no better way to to see the future than to get the kids' hands on with it. I remember a couple years ago, they had, I believe it was touted as the world's largest box fort here. Yes. And they just put out the cardboard and let the kids go to town with it, and what these kids created was incredible, and it's something that... Maybe a grown up couldn't even create. And <laughs> right. then we're supposed to, in a lot of ways, be inspiring the kids, but the reality is the kids are inspiring us. That's it. And
0: we're all kids. We're, That's we're it. We're big kids. We're all kids. Well, let's go have some fun, James. 100%. Great to sit down with you. Enjoy your time with your family, and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. As mentioned there in my conversation with James, I, I had so much fun this year helping to judge the Young Inventors Challenge. Kids from all over the world came together to show their inventions, and guys, creativity abounds. If this is any indication of what the future looks like for the toy and game industry, we are in good hands. I got to sit down briefly with the winners, and they shared their experiences being a part of the Young Inventors Challenge. I am standing here with how many? One, two, three, seven tremendous young people that just won the Chicago Toy and Game Young Inventor Challenge. Guys, congratulations. I'm just going to go down the line and ask you a little question. Sharif, what was the most challenging um, my part? My name's
1: Ilian. My dad wrote it wrong.
0: Got <laughs> it. <laughs> we'll get it right. Ilian, what was the most challenging part about developing your game?
1: My cha- most challenging part about developing my game was drawing the pieces cuz I needed to draw More than a hundred pieces with just my crayons and the stuff that I had at Helms. It was I couldn't use the printer with cardstock. Yeah. Unless I did regular printer paper. My sister and my my parents helped a lot.
0: You used what you had. Congratulations. What was so special about your game that made it a winner?
1: I honestly don't know.
0: Was it fun to play?
1: Yes, I thought it was very fun, and I'm using actual toys in my game. And you're going around the board asking players questions about what their chicks are wearing.
0: Wonderful. Do you want to be a toy inventor when you grow up?
1: Well, first of all, this is Quinn Curran. And I don't know, I'm thinking about it, maybe. It's been really, really, really fun doing this, and I hope to do it again next year.
0: Well, let me give you a hint. You're a toy inventor already. Congratulations.
1: Oh, good point.
0: All right, guys, what are you going to spend your prize money on? $250, what's it going to?
1: I, don't, I have no idea. No
0: idea, you haven't spent it yet. What was the most fun part of being at Shy Tag? Today and being a part of this event.
1: Probably just seeing everybody's creations and how much effort they put in.
0: Seeing everybody else's creations, seeing the creativity. A ton of creativity out there, guys. Thank you so much. Tell us about your game and why do you think it was such a winner?
1: Our game just has, we think it has a really deep message. Like a bully can turn into a buddy, and that's a really powerful thing. Like if uh, someone that has been bullied plays our game they and can, like connect to this it, yeah
0: yeah. a bully can become a buddy what a powerful statement congratulations guys thank you so much. strong message strong creativity everybody did a wonderful job thank you very very much
1: Shut Shut up. I totally said it the loudest
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end the show rooted in the past, present and future, shy tag is an industry celebration like no other. A big congratulations to Mary Cousin and her team for organizing such a powerful event. A big thank you to Sheena Stevens for helping me be in the right place at the right time to have these conversations and bring them to you. And finally, a big thank you to you for listening and being part of the Power Kid podcast. It is such a joy to bring these experiences, conversations, and content to you. Remember to subscribe to the Adventure Media Podcast Network so that you never miss an episode. Thank you once again for joining us. God bless, and we'll see you next week.